I am unashamed. What about you? So last night, Jace, you put on quite the uh, the feed. I did for our church leadership, which was much appreciated. I mean, I always like to if I'm going to have people over, I go with the best of the best, either wild game, freshly caught fish, or in last night's case, bone-in ribeyes with fillets on the side. Fillets on the side. You know, Dad, you go for the bone in or do you go for the fillet? I went with the bone in. Yeah, much more flavor. I oh, like a good fillet. I told yeah. them the biggest change you've seen with the Robertson crowd <laughs> since they got somewhat famous and somewhat rich <laughs> is the menu, Al. <laughs> that went up. A menu, you that agree? One. I would agree. But I've said this many times when I had no money, I never. I never cut corners when it comes to what we were going to eat. Now, it made my wife mad, and she didn't like me to go grocery shopping. For years, we, we, we ate ate the buffalo fish, a sucker. He's, he sucks on the bottom bottom <laughs> a buffalo, a buffalo just to call yeah, not the you're Not the roaming me, buffalo, but a fish. That's, a fish yeah, you're but making me nauseous. Fish. I've eaten a lot of buffalo, and when you start talking about them. <laughs> buffalo I actually rib. like a buffalo rib. I, I had some not too no, long you ago. Don't. But when you end up like just eating the collarbones, that's the part you just don't sell. Right. You sell the ribs, but if we had the collarbone, we were You we convinced yourself that it was good, yeah. but compared to the other fish. Well, that's true. It's just not good. It's I mean, like eating a bass next to a crappie. I mean, come on. It's not even. I don't. I don't these people eating these bass. I, I did run up on a Cajun. Who was yeah. the Cajun? Now, he said, this is going to be the best bass you've ever eaten. He was right. Out, did you, you know, try it? No, but he kick it up a notch. Well, he, oh, no. he had more stuff on that. But you know what? Whatever you know, it's like the joke of the, the board that he made the concoction. You could have ate that and thought, yeah, pretty oh, good yeah. board. Oh yeah. So I mean, if you get a Cajun who knows what he's doing, he, you know, he, they're famous for eating anything. His oh, yeah. big thing was orange. It was it was orange slices, orange marmalade, orange. But citrus, I get it. I mean, I get why it worked. Mm-hmm. But it was actually delicious. I mean, it was the I've never had bass that didn't taste like bass. It has just that gamey. But whatever. you know, it's like the time we hunted the blue wing teal in South Texas. Because look, now I, we eat ducks. I've always said they're the greatest fast food on earth. Ha! Huh. <laughs> they fly sixty seven miles an hour. I thought that was funny, but I guess not. But Someone's blue, but, laughing somewhere. <laughs> but a blue wing teal. He, he's he's the he, worst. As as good as a green wing is, he's oh, that bad. I have the green wing at the top. Yeah, and his cousin, the blue wing, is at the bottom. Yeah, the worst. Because I have a rule: if something stinks really bad while it's alive, <laughs> I don't eat that. Don't eat it. If it if you it comes flying by, and I'm like that thing. Usually, when something is dead, okay, it starts stinking. I forgive that because that's just that happens to everybody. But when you stink and you're fully alive and healthy, <laughs> That's right. I mean, they stink. Well, look, but, I, I've always thought it's because of the time of year. It's early, um, not a lot of water yet in terms of their flight down. So I'm imagining them being on septic ponds. And, well, they do hang out in sewage ponds. I mean, you, you hang around. They the smell like a sewer pond smell. They do. That's what I'm saying. So maybe that they just hit a lot of sewer I'll ponds. i never forget. Dad, Dad had some boiled up one time, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to try to – Turn these blue wingers into a gumbo, and I'm looking over there, you know. And Dad, he took that lid off the pot, yeah. And literally, I gagged. Yeah, like, we all like gagged. When I the, remember that. When the smell came out, I mean, I was like, Dad said, "Well, they're a little bit gamey." I said, "No, no." That's what's we crazy. We went beyond gamey. What's crazy is we ate it. But you <laughs> we remember when we were in South Texas, and that guy, he said, "I'm, I'm gonna fix you some blue wing teal," and he had them like cut in half. Yeah. They, and but he had soaked but, them in a citrus solution. Well, Phil, I saw him before he prepared them. They had the there were like three or four men gathered around a bucket, a five gallon bucket. <laughs> And they were peeling oranges. They were taking garlic and cutting lemons, it in half and lemons. lemon, and then pouring juice in there. It was a five-gallon bucket full of anything, smell everything that would take. But just I ate the them, and, death. It, and it worked. Oh, it worked! It was awesome. And I thought, but you know, well, it's like Stone. He's he's pretty much turned to an art form. 
even on stuff that's not bad, but that's a little bit gamey, like deer or you know different things like that. There's an art form to brining it out where it tastes a lot like oh, no you know beef and stuff like that. That's really good. I mean, the deer is people eat my deer and they say that's the greatest. How did you get a deer where there's zero gaminess to it, right. and they just can't believe it's deer? And I'm like, well, I shoot small deer. <laughs> that helps. It, now. <laughs> I brine it also in salt water, but you don't really need to. You don't need a knife. This was a small deer. But, you know, people in the hunting world, they're like, oh, you shot a small deer. That, that you know, like that because everybody's after the big buck. Right. Well, what are you going to do with the big buck? By the time you get that, you got to get a five-gallon bucket out to get the game in us. You know, Why not just shoot a small deer? The text of God speaking from heaven after showing Peter four-footed animals, which a deer would be, the text says, arise, kill, and eat. It didn't distinguish the old from the young, but if you if you, if you you want table fare, you learn the difference. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Or you learn how, like Stone has, how to brine that old stuff to where you make it decent. But I always appreciate the way we were raised in that it was considered a noble thing to be able to provide for yourself and to live off the land, which is what we did. And however good you would eat was dependent on – how good of a hunter you are so so we so we've got a couple of weeks of duck season uh two or three weeks under our belt so give our our, our folks an update well this on, won't take long <laughs> how, the duck how, season how that's been has been what would you say we've had about five or six days that were pretty good shoots out of uh two and a half weeks so so we're we're riding along here averaging about eight to ten on a trip i'm not uh we never get depressed over it right we just try to get even best we can <laughs> but the bottom line is you say uh, are you do you have enough ducks are you harvesting enough for a gumbo once a week yeah uh how about jambalaya yeah yeah you said how about duck wraps i had some duck yeah, wraps they were wraps. delicious now those were those yeah. four teal that came in, or i think we shot seven duck and day. dressing for thanksgiving that you say duck was delicious the highlight. so it's not like we, we're not eat. we're not harvesting enough right to keep a lot of people fed right now phil so, says that that a while ago we ate spaghetti and instead of duck and phil's prayer for the food which i've heard Phil pray for my entire life. He was praying, you know, the normal things. We, you know, we thank you for your mercy and grace. And then he's like, thank you for the safe duck hunt, even though we didn't shoot very many, but we're not depressed. <laughs> Jace and- reminded of you. He reminded me, he said, Phil, the Almighty already knows that. I said, I was pleading, Jace. He was, that was his prayer of pleading. That, it, was you a, know, it was a plea. He said, Amen. And Jay looked at me and I looked at him. I said, That was kind of weird. <laughs> and Phil said, Yeah, I guess he already knew that we didn't. Well, you were trying to get the almighty to send a few birds by right he may be giving us uh uh so we can learn to have more stamina yeah you know on the hunt that's right because you know we don't have a hot hole we've never claimed it we could hunt hot holes every day out right if it was just the killing right so we're we're past that we, we really are but part of me really likes that because a lot of people when they pray you know there's a the verse on in uh in Matthew five and six and seven where he talked about the people would stand on the street corners and pray, you know, so everybody else would hear them pray with their with their many words. And Jesus said, you sure. know, I'd rather you just go into your own room and you know yeah. by yourself and and talk because God sees what is in secret. But there's something to be said about talking to God when you pray, in that it's real. He he's listening he's aware of what's going on and so i i kind of appreciated it i mean i i believe he is real i believe he is is watching he's providing us plenty of ducks oh no doubt and and you know we enjoy it so i missed the whole first uh part of season because i lisa and i went to africa and um we talked about uh our buddy isaac day on here dad and i had an episode on in the woods uh with phil with isaac which is really good i don't think that's aired yet but by the way let me mention that so there's a dad there's a christmas special uh on blaze tv uh and it's gonna it's gonna start uh and go all the way through christmas day uh so we got about nine or ten days here's here's what you get because a lot of people you guys are watching the and listening to the podcast but uh, dad has a show called in the woods with phil that that my company produces 
It's really interesting. They're kind of like, um, if you hadn't seen it before, they're about eight to 12 minute episodes and it's like it sounds. I mean, it's dad in the woods. They Talk- just follow Phil around, right? Exactly. I mean, it, which is pretty interesting, which we filmed a lot this year in the duck line, which are interesting. So some of it's like the take on culture, the world, of course, of course there's a lot of preaching in there, but anyway, you get a 30 day free trial. Uh, you get $20 off your annual subscription. It's a subscription that you sign up for. So your promo code is Phil 20 off. Phil 20 off. And that's on blazetv.com. Is it the numbers or the letters 20? Uh, the numbers. Phil, the number 20, OFF. So mm-hmm. that's what you put your promo code in. Uh, check it out. Look, it's, it's, since we're right before Christmas, it'll be a great Christmas gift to give somebody. I think it's about 80 or 90 bucks a year. Uh, you get $20 off of that and a 30 day free trial. So just check it out. See if you like it. Uh, that starts today. But anyway, so I'm in, um, so I'm in Africa with Lisa and I, it's got to tell you, so Liberia is the country dad. So I'm leaving. I left here. What part of Africa is that? It's kind of, uh, it's kind of Western Africa, but it's, something more southern it's kind of down toward the bottom now he told me side. i met you know he he came to our yeah he's uh, been uh, here because he's been sick night. right but he said that they had the largest bullfrogs in the world i heard some when i was there oh, really? beautiful what, what rivers like? oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so beautiful rivers the sad thing is the country like a lot of african countries unfortunately is is beautiful and just rich with all this natural beauty and it's got all these minerals there but it's just man no infrastructure so it's just like nobody's really knowing what to do so you just got you drive down through the middle of this thing there's only one road and it's terrible and everybody's just out on the side of the road trying to sell little bits of stuff to get by one day at a time so it's just they don't have any infrastructure you well, know? i told him i was like well you don't eat them he's like, oh yes yes I oh said, yeah he oh, loves I said, everybody eats them he's like no i mean he was acting like he's got his own little frog hole. He's oh, like, yeah. come down, I'll take your frog hole. There's a lot of creeks and a lot. I saw a lot of ponds. That's where I heard the frogs. But I tell you what it was like weather-wise. I went. I left here. You know, it's comfortable. This is our best time of the year for weather. It's it's cool. Well, not you know, today. it's 80 degrees. Well, it's, it's bad December. today. But, I mean, normally it's cooler than this. Yeah. I get over there. It's 88 degrees, 90% humidity. In other words, a Louisiana summer. Yeah. But it's every day. And you don't have air conditioning, and you don't have a fan because there's no electricity. So you come in, you sit down, and eat a meal, and the food's actually pretty good. Isaac's wife cooked for us, but I'm just sweating profusely, yeah, because there's no air moving. You know, it's eighty something, but you know, as you get inside a house with any air blowing, it's 110 degrees in this house, high humidity. I you can't even hardly enjoy your meal because it's so hot. Kind of yeah. like when we were raised, we never, I never had had an air conditioner till I was in college. Which did you just adapt to? Because I wondered how these people get used. They open don't see your the windows. Sp- open your windows at night. Little cool breeze going there, you know. But that was it. Yeah, they had a generator, and uh, I was willing to buy the gas for it. So <clears throat> at night they would run the generator. So I had a little bit of a little small air conditioner. And it it dropped it down to about you know seventy yep. or seventy five, so I could sleep sleep. But anyway, it so was. So what's good your trip. topic today, Al? Our topic today, Dad, since you brought it up, uh, is uh, we've been talking about kind of Jesus coming here and sort of the idea of the Christmas season. It's December. We're right, exactly. So and, uh, so today I really wanted us to kind of talk about because we, we've been talking about sort of the promise and the prophecies and, you know, just amazing um, circumstances behind Jesus coming. And we talked about how that was predicted many, many years ago, and we've looked at some of that. But today I kind of want to talk about the heart of the Christmas story itself because it's, you know, we talk about the birth and that's kind of what gets highlighted because he came here, which is pretty amazing. And we talked about it, but what's even more amazing is that what he did while he was here. I mean, in a way it's, you want to celebrate the birth of Christ, but it's way bigger than just him coming here. What's interesting is I got Dan, the eunuch. I said, Dan, what's that girl's name? That knows everything, and I said on your computer, and, he, and I said, you know, the fountain of all knowledge, because she any question you ask her, she tells you the answer. I said, who? What's her name? He said Alexa. I said Alexa. I said call Alexa, and ask her this question: Who does the world count time by? I said ask her that question. I want to hear what she has to say. 
I mean, I've never owned a cell phone, but but I hear him talking to Alexa from time to time. So he <laughs> does says, he talk to her on Alexa? Cell phone? I've got a cell yeah, phone. Yeah, you got a cell phone. I've never talked. Maybe to Alexa. he's dating somebody. So what am Alexa? I missing? Because I've got well, it. On. I don't know, but she knows everything. But 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 this this question: Who does the world count time by? What did she, she say? said? She she said something about a rock and roll band <laughs> out of uh, Europe. Really? And I said, "Bomb!" I said, "No." I said, "I tell you what, let's make it easier for Alexa." I said, "Because she's out on that one. Some rock and roll band called the World, you know, something." So I said, "She misunderstood you, Dan." I said, "Ask her this: What year is it in China?" I want to know that. Uh-oh. She said, "He's Dan said, Alexa." What year is it in China? She said, 2019. I said, okay. ask her this. Alexa, what year is it in Russia? What year is it in Russia, Alexa? 2019. I said, <laughs> ask her what year it is in North Korea. She said, Dan gets on her. What year is it in North Korea, Alexa? She said, 2019. I said, well, I already know who we're counting time by over here in America. I said, well, what do you know? It looks like the world is counting time by Jesus appearing, whether they like it or not, or know why or how what he did that made him worthy of us dating and putting our calendars, marking it on him. I think it's a valid point. Well, why did she come up with some rock band? Yeah, I'm looking that up. She's the fountain of all youth. The question, the Wait way it was worded, who does fountain the world? Or fountain of knowledge. Fountain of knowledge is what they say. She knows everything. Well, fountain of youth is like. She missed it when I said, who eternal. does the world count time by? Yeah. She picked up some rock and roll band in Europe. I said, no, we're not counting time by, by that group. I said, I never heard of it. Well, here's yeah. one called This World, but that's an American band. Yep. And started in Bozeman, Montana. Yeah, but I don't this know. This one here was well, who is coming Alexa out of Europe again because I've seen the commercials. Dan just said she said some European band, and I said, "What <laughs> is that? Who runs that? Is it Google or Amazon or something?" I, they have I Alexa. thought it was Google, right? Yeah. I mean, it's on there in our house. It's a little speaker over there in the corner, and every once in a while, she'll just chime in the conversation when you don't even ask. Well, her how something. did I miss it? How did you get that? I have no idea. I mean, you, you know, can ask her. My kids calls. did it, or something. You yeah. can ask her what speed is planet Earth oh, they'll traveling say, right now. How many miles does it take to get around the sun? You know, five hundred eighty. Right. She'll sit there and tell you, uh, five hundred and eighty-four point six million miles. You, did you know you could set the other day? BK was there. She said, "Alexa, set the timer for ten minutes." There you go. And she said, ten minutes." So at ten minutes later, she says, "Ten minutes." She just chimes in. Yeah. So it's like she's, a little. She's quite the chick. Oh yeah, she knows a lot, but she. But apparently she doesn't know about it. You might ought to check her out. Yeah, Since you're a computer man, you might ought to check her I'm out. I'm not a computer man. I do get on one and know how it functions yeah. and I get information. I just get others to call like, like Dan. I know. It's yeah. the same principle, Phil. Yeah. You just. But she sounds like, like a Brit on mine. Does she sound like a Brit on yours? She had an accent. Yeah, kind of a British. I, I, I but see, Phil, there's no difference in somebody getting on the internet and then having like the godfather over here where you have your. You know, your your basket of deplorables <laughs> yep. who are do, doing I say that affectionately. I just rather so you saying Dad's crew is the basket of oh, somebody it, chimed it, in. <laughs> somebody chimed in during the conversation with Alex and told Dan, "Well, you know, I, I count time. I call it the CE, you know, CE instead of AD, instead of year of our Lord. You know, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in Jesus. Therefore, I count time." But the question still remains, well, what year is it? Yeah. Is it 2019 what, years from something? They say, yeah, point. I count no. by CE, common era. I said, when did that common era start? He says, well, the same year y'all say Jesus showed up. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. So, now, you technically, know. since we've gone down this road, somewhere <laughs> I think it's three or four years off, which is weird. They say that, therefore, you can't, you can't believe any yeah. of it. Well, that's what they say. Yeah. But... Because it was actually I, three or four BC is when he yeah it's when he came some out. say but so, we don't know that well right. I know but I will I do think it's a valid point where most people acknowledge something pretty amazing before happened. Jesus which is not what BC means but about the fourth century Constantine when he was converted to Christ Roman emperor he told 
Dionysius Exegus, go down there, some kind of monk. He said, you go down there and, and to Rome and you get down there into the archives and I want to know when the one I just put my faith in, mm-hmm. I want to know what year he was born. And that was three hundred. So that was around 300, two, 280 a, A.D. That's so right. It was close. And the bottom line is if you track Christmas, you, you, you can get back to 250 or 300 mm-hmm. when they noticed that Christians at first started having a celebration, right. Christ Mass, Christ Christmas, Christ worship, right. that you can track it back that far. I simply remind our audience of that, that to let you know uh, we're counting time by something. Right. And from what I'm getting out of Dionysius, Exodus, and then the Constantine, and just common sense, you got to remember nobody came up with CE, Common Era, or BCE, before the Common Era. Nobody came up with that till about the 1700s. Yeah. For 1700 years, the world pretty well had no problem saying Christ AD, right. Anno Domini, yeah. Year of Our Lord, right. and BC before Christ. Well, some I mean, people in our world are obsessed with any kind, they don't want any kind of God that's right. consciousness in any avenue of life. Just, I studied it pretty extensively, Al, and I ended up saying, oh, he was here. Right. In fact, your buddy from Africa, our brother, he was sitting over there, and he heard me do that episode when yeah. I was pontificating on these particular on points. In the woods, yeah. And he said, I said, what do you think, Isaac, after the film shoot? He said, he was here. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's what I'm thinking. I'm leaning that way heavy, Isaac. Well, so historically we now know. He's out of Africa. He said, what years? Oh. They call it over there, B.C. and A.D. Right. Well, that's what I love about it. And so it's no matter where you go in the world, it's the same commonality that historically Jesus was here. Plus it happened, Luke chapter 2 happens to mention uh, that during when Jesus showed up, the birth of Jesus, right there at it, the emperor who was the first emperor, by the way, was Caesar Augustus. Luke chapter 2 verse 1 says in those days at the birth of Jesus. So I know... Well, he came along about uh, uh, 35 or something uh, B.C., and he reigned until about 14 A.D. Right. Is, 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 is when he came on the scene. Right. Well, that puts one, year one, Jesus right in the middle of his reign. He dies, and then Tiberius takes over when Jesus would have been about 17, 16 or 17. Right. And Tiberius was there until Jesus in 33 A.D., roughly right at it, 33, 34, died on a cross, was buried, raised from the dead. So at least Luke chapter 2, the Bible, tells you what emperor was there when Jesus was born. And that time frame for that emperor was 35, 34 B.C. to 14 A.D. So you know you're mighty close when you when you're saying, "Oh, the world is counting time," by Jesus Christ, that's right. You're you're close enough for well, me. Couple my the passages I like in this vein in John 12 when Jesus was predicting his his death in verse 27. You know, he said, "My heart is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name." Then I like this because it says, "Then a voice came from heaven." I have glorified it and will glorify it again, which he was talking about the resurrection. Yep. The crowd that was there heard it, said it had thundered. Others said, well, an angel had spoken to him. And Jesus said, I think this was humor. This voice was for your benefit, not mine. (laughs) I think that was a joke. (laughs) And it says, now is the time for judgment on this world, and now the prince of this world will be driven out because he was speaking of how his death would take away our sins free us from satan yeah free us from the evil one and give us hope to live again but this next phrase is what i was trying to get to but i when i am lifted up from the earth will draw all men to myself he said this to show the kind of death he was going to die my point is john wrote this when uh 70 50 to 70 AD, almost 2,000 years ago, and it turned out to be true. People are still drawn to Jesus to this day in mass. That's right. 
I mean, what what a prediction. And think about it, Jays, to be drawn up, for people to be drawn to him, he was talking about crucifixion. Mm -hmm. So he was literally drawn off the earth on a cross. But everybody that was ever crucified was either because they were a criminal or because someone wanted to persecute them. You know, a lot, a lot of early Christians were crucified basically because of persecution. So what I'm saying is, think about it, that the person who still 2019 years later people are following, he died a criminal yeah. or a persecuted Not death. It that. wasn't, it wasn't like it was some kind of grandiose. Not only that, what do you do? Because we're saved by grace through faith. 520 years before Jesus ever appeared. Go back 520 years. Zechariah the prophet, listen to this. I'll give you two or three of them. He said, I will pour, Acts, uh, Jeremiah 12, 10, uh, I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. Now watch this. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. Hmm. How in the world would Zechariah have known enough to write that down? That was Zechariah Yeah, on that day, you get to chapter 13. On that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. Mm. How in the world would this dude have known that 520 years before it happened? Yep. You're like, somebody's been going to be pierced. Somebody's going to be like an only son. Huh. You get down to the bottom. If someone asks him, what are these wounds on your body? How'd you get all these holes punched in your arms? If he, he will answer the wounds I was given at the house of my friends. If you remember... Everybody deserted him. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, he said, I just got those at the house of my friends there. Talk about something. Well, even Peter, when he was What was like, that? By his wounds, you were healed? By the way, he Peter? ends it up. Yeah, I, I just Peter read too. you about two or three little texts over in Zechariah, chapter 14. The Lord will be king over the whole earth when he shows up, mm-hmm. 520 years before he showed up. On that day, and it was a big one, we read through it, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all of them said Jesus died, was buried, being pierced, just like Zechariah said. Well, he finally is pierced, nailed to a cross, John 12, what he quoted, Jay's, in a tomb, resurrected. The Lord will be king over the whole earth. There's the king of the kingdom, Al. On that day, there will be one Lord, and his name, the only name. Well... It's been 2,500 years from Zechariah, and you're like, you know, 2,000 years later, our calendar's based on him, and people, and we're three of them, bow down to him. We say, Jesus, number one, there's no way out of here. Well, you know he'll, what I he'll think? He'll free is, you from Satan, sin, guilt, law, and the grave. Yeah, you know what I think's cool is you, I quoted what Jesus said by knowing his death. I mean, John recorded what Jesus said, saying, I'll draw all men to myself. You quoted Zechariah saying, this is what's going to happen. Yep. Also in the book of John, when John the Baptist, who prepared the way, which goes back to your Luke 2, you know, not only did Mary have this miraculous birth of Jesus, Mm -hmm. but so did the mom, Elizabeth, of John the Baptist, Baptist. who was barren. Yep. And he was the one that prepared the way. It wasn't just the one miracle. It was one of them's barren and one of them's a virgin, and there's two kids going to come from y'all. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and so and their cousin. But John the Baptist, one of the things he said, there's a lot of one-liners that, that John the Baptist said that are really a, a, a evidences dream when you think about the weight of what he said. And you saying that about Zechariah. But John 1, 15 says, John testifies concerning Jesus. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Yep. <laughs> now that is some reasoning. 
<laughs> a man he's like let me prepare the way for jesus he's gonna come after me you know i baptize you telling you need to repent and turn to god but he's gonna baptize you with this holy spirit and you'll know you know you'll know it when he comes because god will anoint him but the reason he's so great is because he's coming after me but he surpassed me because he was before me because <laughs> he knew people like zachariah he had read that yeah. and he knew that jesus is God in human form. He's the actual, he's been here all along. He just interjected himself into a body because this is John 1, and obviously it's right after John 1, 14 when he says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So he was before us, he's after us, and he's still before, during, and after. That's right. Before. Pretty cool. By the way, someone says so, this grand event that our calendar is based on, if someone, I, I think if, if, if I was just rocking along at one time, I was, I was done with college before it ever occurred to me, I was counting time with Jesus Christ out. Yeah. Whether I, you believe in him or not. Yeah. I still didn't, count time. I didn't know that we'd be counting time by Jesus Christ. I just took, you know, back in them days, 1964. 1964. I didn't know it was 1964 years since Jesus showed up. I didn't even know that. Well, if you look worldwide and three-fourths of America, maybe 90% of them, they don't know they're counting time by Jesus because if they did, they would at least investigate him to see well, how who you, was he and what did he do. How you view Jesus affects every aspect of your life. Yeah, so well, you just think, think, Say that about anybody else. Yeah. You would never say that about anybody else. And remember Zachariah, that he'll be the only name, the name of all names. Uh, everyone, Acts chapter 10, I mean, uh, Romans chapter 10, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord to be saved. Uh, how then can they call on the one they've not believed in? I've been there. <clears throat> how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? I've been there. Mm -hmm. And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? How can they preach unless they're sent? So the Bible writers, God, through the Bible writers, two things happen. One way to get the information out about Jesus is to write it down. I've often told people, I said, what do you want God to do, write you a letter? I said, he's written you a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Why don't you read them? Right. He's written you a letter. So... The written word tells the story of Jesus coming down in flesh, dying on a cross, being buried and raised from the dead, ascending back to heaven after 40 days, and he's going to return. Well, all on this front end, you're like, so when y'all are sitting at those mics, we can read it or we can speak it. But that's the only way you get it out. Right. You say, how does the good news, the gospel of Jesus, come forth? You either read what's written down or you, you speak it. Watch. The Apostle Paul, I consider my life worth nothing. This is Acts 20, verse 24. I consider my life worth nothing to me. Just think about a person who would say that. My life means nothing. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. Now listen to the way this is worded. The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Mm. Remember Zechariah, I'll, I'll send him a spirit of grace right. and supplication. Right. Here comes Jesus. And John 1, he quoted 14 right along in there. It says, yeah. Jesus was full of grace I and love, truth. I love that verse. He was just so he full says of that? grace yeah. and truth. You punch him and grace comes out. You bet you. Know. you. And then <laughs> he said uh, uh, in the book of Acts, now I know that none of you among whom I've gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. So when you preach the gospel, you're preaching the gospel of the grace of God. You're preaching the gospel of the kingdom. It's the gospel for the human race. It simply means good news. Four different guys, he said, write down the life of Jesus and what happened to him. His death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, Matthew, you write it down. 
in minute detail. Mark, you write it down. Luke, you write it down. And John, you write it down. Someone would surely say, why would you have four different people write down the same story? Why would you do that and be that redundant? So people wouldn't miss it. So yeah, they could just it look. revealed Jesus. I always say when I right. do events, I'll hold this Bible up and say, this book or or group of letters will mean more if you know the person who wrote it. If you read a letter, you get a letter in the mail and you don't know who it's from, it's not gonna mean anything to you. You don't you don't you like, oh, I get many letters, Jason. Yeah. You know what I say? What in the world is this and dude I'm, talking about? I know where they wind up. <laughs> Garbage can, <laughs> fire starter. <laughs> so I think that that's the truth. You were telling the story the other day about the guy who had been baptized like five times, and he was. You were like, he wanted to be baptized again. He, he came <laughs> to me again, and yeah. I'm like, dude. You know, at some point, it because he's missing one key key thing. You're introduced to Jesus. He's thinking I'm going to gain some knowledge. Or, you know, I'm going to stop sinning. Whatever his reasoning is, well, I sinned again. You know, he doesn't understand grace. Or he's well, thinking, back to the water. I don't know enough. Yeah. No, you met Jesus. That's it. You start the journey. You'll learn more. You'll you'll experience grace as he forgives you. But you, you know, he's just trying, better to, and better if he's you just trying to start over every time he sins. You know, it's a lot of times it's hard to live in that grace. Because we screw up, you yeah, know. The Bible, and, you're right, it enhances our faith in Christ. It enhances it. But the faith in Christ is still what saves you. And so I think a lot of people miss it. You made a good point earlier, Dad. The, these things weren't always written down. That happened that over the course of thousands of years. So you think about it, the prophets only had what Moses had written about the beginning, which I'm was the first five the, books. And the, yeah, and then the prophecies came, and they were just looking for the one to So come. in their day of living – God was revealing to them what they needed to say, but they didn't know what it meant. And think about it, Al. After the first century, after the first century came and mm-hmm. went, you know, 100 AD, you're like, God hasn't said a word I've sent. That's right. I mean, there's no, there's been no revelation. You're like, right. ooh. Pretty big. He, he did this thing once and for all. And now that we live in these last days, yeah. Hebrews 1 says, yeah, he's speaking well, to us Hebrews, by his son. That's right. it. Once Jesus came, that is the speech. Have you noticed that every book after Acts, so you got Romans to Revelation, if you read, if you just sit down and read book by book, they all say the same thing. You got to get back to Jesus. Don't take your focus off Jesus. They do. Stick with the gospel. No no matter what problems, you know, there's different things discussed in there, but they have one central theme. You better get back to Jesus. You better put your faith in the gospel. It's just over and Listen over to this. and over. Brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. I read that in Romans chapter 10 for y'all. That's how it's received. Which you received, you receive it if you believe it. Which you received and on which you've taken your stand. By this gospel you saved, there's an if there. And that's why the guy I was struggling with and wanted me to baptize him the sixth time. By this gospel, you're saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you believed in vain. You can't move. You can't buzz. God became flesh, died on a cross, buried in a tomb, raised from the... For what I received to pass on you is first importance, that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day. Now, that's 1 Corinthians 15. Stand on the gospel. Well, I turn over about three books, and now listen to this. Here's the Apostle Paul, the same one who wrote 1 Corinthians 15. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. You say, that's what he told the Corinthians. You hear the gospel, you receive it, and you better stand on it. Better hold on to what I told you. And it saves you. But put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. All right, that's one. Look. Which is, I, the, which is the same evil one that he overcame by his death on the cross. Yeah. So look, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, against the rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes... 
you may be able to stand your ground. That's twice. And after you've done everything, to stand. That's three times. Verse 14. This is Ephesians 6, 10 and following. Stand firm. That's five times. With the belt of truth buckle around your waist. Check this out. With the breastplate of righteousness that's in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So that your our audience, I know what some of them will say. They'll say, them guys, they never get too far off Jesus coming down in flesh and dying for all of us, removing our sin and raising us from the dead. He went back into heaven to mediate for us 24-7, and he's going to return one day with the ones who've fallen asleep and the ones who are on the earth lift us all up and get us out of here alive. I wonder why they they just kind of major in that. We're not majoring in it. We're standing on it. You're There's right. no way to get out of here without it. But it starts with the relationship. <laughs> you know, Lisa, through the years, we've been married 35 years together, a few more than that. She's probably given me thousands of cards, letters through the years. You know, I love you. Happy anniversary. I love you. Yep. But if I were going to say, <clears throat> how would I have a, how would I have a better relationship? I wouldn't say, well, I've got to go back and read every card and try to find somewhere embedded in one of those cards the secret to why I love this woman. Yeah. In and other you words, wouldn't keep getting married again. That's right. And you, you wouldn't just keep doing a relationship. So Let's get married again. It's much the same. I mean, this is basically the love letter. I'm not getting along with this one, so I'll marry another one. Right. Or I'll or marry that, this one. Or, or, or I'll marry this one again. Over and over and over. So yeah. if you want a relationship with the creator of the cosmos and us, this is the love letter he wrote about him sending his son. So you got to have the relationship first. A lot of people, because we've been hearing from a lot of our folks that, mm-hmm. that watch and listen, and it's like, well, I want to be more spiritual, but, you know, so do I just need to read the Bible more? As if somehow just reading the words are going to do it. I mean, when, it's always great to read. Oh, but you love if it. you never get to. If you don't this, have the relationship. This is a relationship on faith that I believe is real. Yeah. When Jesus is real, things will change in, in the real world that you can see no doubt about it, it it's through faith but in your mind you know he's listening this is what i was talking about referencing your prayer when you actually really know he's listening you, you the more you communicate and talk like he is an individual and not like some oh you know you these people get in this holy tone father's pretty and, close kin <laughs> yeah father father you yeah. know repent like, ye well, every like one the guy of you that we know you know he he would get into a holy tone and start and he would like put double yeah. syllables on words that you know maybe to baptize baptized <laughs> well you know the in the real world people turn that off but you go into some places religious organizations and they think they have this image of god he's a million miles away and there's a certain tone to him an ambiance i want to i want to read a couple passages just in that light one is john it's real simple but to say with what y'all said john 6 they asked jesus in verse 28 they asked him what must we do to do the works god requires which is a question that comes up in the new testament anytime just tell us what to do yeah because people view jesus in church like that what is the religious course let me answer all the questions Tell me what I got to do. I'll write it down and go through the list. I'll do it, and if it all stacks up at the end, we're good. And Jesus said, Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Mm. Then people's minds start short-circuiting. Yeah. You know, well, I, <laughs> what does why, that mean? Why, why? Which is the point that y'all was giving. The other one I wanted to read is Matthew 11. By the way, if you got up in the morning, every morning, and just did good, just do good. You're like, is that it? You say, that's pretty well. pretty simple. That's pretty well. Well, because everything about Jesus is good. No matter what people view, that's why I said about how you view Jesus, everyone will agree, even people that don't believe, he never did anything that was bad. That's correct. Even a non-believer, if they read any of the four Gospels, just look what he did. No one has ever accused him of doing something that was like, I don't know about that. It's all good. So all you good. say, well, where did all the bad come from? Well, man, 
and their, and their corrupt view in his name Woo. has done some terrible things, including murder and hatred and, you know, strife. The other one I want to read is, is Matthew 11, because if you see any movie about Jesus or, I don't know, some of these religious groups that you go in, it's like it's not a real person. That's why a while ago I said he told a joke. I'm sure he told a lot of jokes. He created us with a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But in Matthew 11, he referred to John the Baptist. He said, the one that came from a barren woman, who said, the one that was before me, you know, the quote in John that John the Baptist said, but he, but Jesus, speaking of John the Baptist, said, for John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. Because remember it said he would never drink fermented wine or, you know, from the beginning. It actually said he had the Holy Spirit from birth, which was pretty awesome. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, here is a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So Jesus by his own admission, said that he had a bad reputation. <laughs> they said he was a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and a sinner. You you hear this verse read in churches very seldom because people don't, they don't want to think of, of like Jesus was a normal mm-hmm. person. Drinking a glass yeah, of wine. Glass of wine, boys. have a good meal. I don't know how else you could get a reputation for being a glutton and a drunkard. Uh, you know, but yeah. when, if you said, well, Jesus drank wine. Oh, that's... Blasphemy. But I'm like, well, he admitted he had a reputation for eating a for being a glutton. I was gonna say eating a bone and ribeye, which we did last night. Because <laughs> by the way, our And he did his first our miracle he made about hundred and fifty 150 gallons <laughs> of the finest wine the guy at the party said he'd have tasted. <laughs> I mean Look, our pastor referenced this verse last night, our uh trip, when he was like I mean, he ate a fillet. Those fillets are pretty big. Well, then he went back in and got that bone in ribeye. Well, that man and he eat. looked at me and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get a reputation for, you know, being a glutton." I was like, "No, there's a difference in having a reputation and just us seeing that you're a glutton." Because this <laughs> this bone in ribeye is that big around. That I've never big. seen a man eat like it. He forget the reputation. Yeah, you you you're, you love your food. I get it, Trent. These That's an old be. joke when the preacher came over to an old woman's house. He said, why don't you stay and eat? Well, I got to go on. Well, just stay and eat a meal with us. I said, well, I guess I can. Ma, you better cook a couple, kill a couple more chickens and bring them in here. We got a preacher and he's staying. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm not going to argue with that. I wanted to read this last phrase of that, Matthew 11, cause, but Jesus then said, but wisdom is proved right by her actions yeah so it really he wasn't saying because we know jesus committed no sin and people had come up with a reputation on him and john the baptist that was completely false and i believe that happens today i mean even people you know they'll put us in a box or the religious world or stereotypes and but if you want to know when you said get up and do something good when you want to know who the true followers of jesus are you just watch them Watch them. It won't take long. Observe their behavior. It comes back to if Jesus is real, oh, things are changing for the better. Every day your relationships change, where you hang out, what you read, what you listen to, what you do. It's just because you believe it's it's real. And all of a sudden you start introducing it. Yep. So to all our viewers and listeners, we just want to say thank you for supporting Unashamed. And also, uh, we hope you have a great Christmas uh, week and season. But more importantly than gifts or, you know, all the things kind of associated with it in our culture, uh, what we've been talking about is the most important thing, to connect yeah. to Christ. He came here for a reason, and that reason is for you and for me. So we just want to encourage you to do that. Uh, thank you for the questions. Keep them coming. Uh, we'll be asking those along as we hit into our new year next year. I think final thought is Phil brought up the calendar, and the calendar does something wonderful. Every year it gives you a chance to ponder on Jesus, his death, his birth, his death, his resurrection, and then it gives you an opportunity to start over. I think, I think it that's was, where the New Year's came from. I think awesome. the Almighty put that plan in action. You run, but you can't hide. I think that's right. Dad, why don't you uh, why don't you close us in a prayer for right. uh, for everybody, for the searching hearts, but also to have a great New Year as well. Father, I think that for I'm thankful for everyone who's hearing the message come forth from our lips, namely that you did send Jesus in flesh 
2018 years ago, Father, he did die for the sins of the world, and we have many, many sins, all of us. I pray, Father, that they realize that problem is solved. He he freed them from Satan, sin, the guilt of it all. Mm-hmm. Three days after he was slaughtered, he arose from the dead, contrary to what everybody of that day thought, even the disciples, and they were stunned when he's back up on the earth alive. With that one blow to Satan, he gave everyone on planet earth, all humanity, the thrill of knowing that they can literally be raised from the dead. What a story. Mm -hmm. He stayed 40 days to convince them he was alive because they were like a lot of people in America today that there's nothing that Jesus sang. Well, that's the same way they thought 2,000 years ago. But he appeared to a lot of different individuals to prove to them that he was, in fact, alive. And then he left after 40 days, went back into heaven. He says he's there because we need him when we make mistakes. We appeal to the blood that's shed on the cross for our past sins. We appeal to it, and he removes even our future sins the rest of our days on planet Earth. One day he is coming back, Father, and... You're coming with him. And for that, we look at that day with anticipation and excitement, knowing that uh, you've opened the door to immortality and heaven is ours and eternal life is ours, all because you were so merciful and you were full of grace and you loved us. Mm -hmm. You loved us so much, you sent Jesus. And you've said... Through John the Apostle, whoever believes in him won't perish, but have eternal life. Thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. 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 Merry Christmas. That was the sermon in a prayer. (laughs) I like it. It's a prayer sermon. We are so glad you're watching and listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes, That's going to keep you up to date with all the new episodes, and it's also going to let other people find out about our podcast. So keep spreading the word and watching and listening to Unashamed with Phil Robertson.